And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here to have another conversation I'm hoping helps your business grow. Look, you're listening to the show because you're wanting to build a business or you're in the process of doing it. And as your business gets bigger and, and older and everything, you'll really begin to understand the importance of internal communication. There's a lot of complexity to that. And a hell of a lot of ways to do it poorly, uh, whether you have a two-person company or, like myself, a 235-person company, it can get out of control in a hurry. So we're going to talk about that today. Now, before I introduce today's guest, today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. That's my company, and I want to help you do exactly that. Build your software team. There's 350,000 open tech jobs in the U.S. right now, and we don't have people to fill them but I'm going to help you do that. So go to fullscale.io. With me today, I've got Rick Knudsen, and he is the co-founder and CEO of Workshop. Now, if you recently listened to our episode with Omaha's top startups, they're on the list. Uh, You can go to useworkshop.com. What is even easier is if you just scroll down, go ahead and do that right now. Scroll on down to the show notes, click the link so you have some reference about what they've built there and everything that Workshop does as we talk about that. And, you know, straight out of Omaha, Rick, welcome to Startup Hustle. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Super excited to be here. And thanks for the invite. Excited to chat about internal comms and how we can help some companies improve that. So appreciate the invite. I'm ready to learn some stuff too. Now, before we, before, before my lesson begins um, and before (laughs) I, and before I publicly uh, shout out all my own misgivings at my internal communication problems that exist in, at full scale. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's start with a little bit of backstory about you and like why you wanted to provide a solution for this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, before starting this company, which by the way, we're only a year, year old this month. So uh, pretty exciting uh, birthday month for workshop. But before workshop and starting this company, I was uh, running a a uh, company that I co-founded with uh, two other partners, a company called Flywheel out of Omaha, Nebraska as well. Um, and that company grew incredibly quick. We were providing uh, website hosting services to creative agencies. So uh, catering to helping agencies build their businesses on our platform, um, actually a full scale customer. So uh, the ad at the start of the, I can, I can be a testimonial right here and, and recommend it. So we actually got great value out of that. Um, but what's great is that, you know, at the, as you grow a company, I'm excited to actually have a conversation with you because at 230 employees, I mean, you're, you're seeing some stuff, you're growing fast. I mean, comms becomes super important to keep uh, your teams aligned. And we saw that at Flywheel. So uh, we grew from, you know, just three of us starting the company to about 250 employees uh, over six years, you know, so incredibly rapid growth. And then we sold the company a couple of years ago. Uh, but because of that, you know, that scaling, uh, you know, we, 
focused a lot of our time and energy and attention on how to effectively align teams uh, using internal communication strategies. So um, once we were acquired, we were acquired by a larger organization, a company down in Austin, Texas. Um, uh, once acquired, that company was a little over a thousand employees. So I saw even a, a little bit larger of a scaled organization and they grew quickly as well. And uh, and I saw even more challenges when it comes to internal comms. And, um, and to be honest, uh, I, I tend to work on things that I'm passionate about. I started Flywheel because I was a web developer and I wanted to, uh, you know, to solve my own you know problems that I was having, like launching these websites. And uh, and then, you know, five years into building Flywheel, I, I kind of became uh, pretty passionate about, you know, inspiring internal teams. And I spent a lot of my time doing that. Um, we actually build our own tool sets to kind of manage that and measure some of the results on those types of things. So uh, Workshop is kind of the culmination of like that experience. And, um, and we like to say at Workshop that, you know, a lot of marketers in the world would say they're trying to inspire the, uh, the, the most important audience of the company that's like prospects or, or customers. And, um, and I think it's the, the employees that we need to focus on. So, um, so Workshop provides those tools for teams to kind of scale their internal comms uh, and measure the results. And, and really, that's from my own experience doing it at Flywheel. Yeah, and, and you know, Flywheel is, a, a, and you, I, I'm going to call you out for being overly humble. Um, uh, we actually did an episode about Flywheel that came out on December 22nd of 2020. It's titled Flywheel, a Midwest Success Story. You guys actually had one of the more notable and larger exits uh, and the and the corridor that Kansas City and Omaha and you know the 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 the, the true flyover country as many people yes. refer it and uh, you know and 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 that episode I I got sat down with uh, with uh, Dusty and Tommy who I believe were your co-founders there or at yep. least uh, co-workers yep. yeah that's right. Yeah, to, yeah. So, so with that, you know, the rapidly growing company, and, and by the way, congratulations on all that success and happy birthday. Yeah, um, exactly. Thank you so much. Yeah, the time, the, you know, much like children, the business grows up so fast. It's it's wild. <laughs> like the fact that it's a year later. I mean, I, I left WPN a year ago, and it's crazy how fast time goes. Yeah. The entrepreneur years are kind of like dog years, you know, like, uh, and they it can be a plus or minus because seven years can go by and it feels like a year yes. or one year can go by. And I think you age seven years is how. Yeah. It yeah. Is. I was so going to say that like <laughs> your, your point about, you know, Flywheel's success is, you know, we were spoiled in a lot of ways for a lot of years because of the, the growth and we had lots of resources and capital. And like, I think the most humbling experience is going back to, you know, starting a new company from starting again. Yeah. So, uh, so I kind of forget the pain. So this last year has been, there's a lot of stories in that too, but, uh, but yeah, so Flywheel was a, was an awesome, um, awesome ride. And in your point about, you know, the Midwest corridor and just, you know, being in flyover country, you know, in some ways for me, uh, it, it's always something I, you know, was aspiring to do is like build a company in the Midwest, prove you can do it, a tech company, scale it, you know, um, and, uh, and kind of uh, go against the grain a little bit. And I think the Flywheel was a really great story because of that. Um, and I think Workshop can be too. So you mentioned having, you know, at that point, you have 250 employees and you clearly mm -hmm. are understanding and seeing the issues that companies have with internal communication. And then honestly, when the pandemic hit, um, a lot of communication models just got splintered because like for us, you mentioned the, the timeline. So full scale is four years old in June. 
So we're almost like literally like divided in half with pre-pandemic and pandemic. So we went from having like a hundred, then 200, close to 200 people that were in the same place every day, which is one type It's like, is it presents communication uh, ease and also burdens at the same time, because the same communications, it's easier to proliferate uh, well, fake news, we'll just say fake news, meaning like things, you know, you have to like ha- be aware of other things. Like you don't want to, you got to make sure there's not a poison pill on the well or something. Yeah. And now when it comes to uh, electronic communication, digital communication, however you want to call it, that's email, things like workshop, uh, you know, there's a bev- other, you know, Slack teams, yep. uh, Skype, like, I mean, totally. for us it originally started 10 years ago, like with Skype, the, like the messenger, not even the caller and like just kind of pinging each other back and forth. And then we got to the point where we had 10 people and we're like, my God, this is a mess. Yeah. So uh, according to my notes, 74% of employees feel that they miss out on companies' information and news. And I'll verify that at our company because yeah. I actually have to, whenever I do updates, you talk about how we communicate. I actually do it through videos. So I send out regular or monthly video updates where I just talk to a camera, you know, and and I answer questions or give announcements or stuff like that. But I have to send it. I send it through Slack. I send it through email. I send it a couple of different ways because the only way I can get it in front of everyone is to do. And I, every time I do it, I'm like, God, there's, you know, gotta be a better way with this. And then, and then, you know, I, I think that also, like, I think, most people listening, their goal would be to maybe have a 250 person company. So the faster the trajectory of you getting to that point, usually the, the bigger, the ball of rubber bands, you have to unwind at some point. And, um, you know, I'm kind of in the process of doing that right now. And, you know, and there's, uh, uh, as most people have the same issues, uh, 10 different tools, 10 different things. And then also like who's sending what, yeah, anyway, so I, dude, where do we start here? Yeah, like, you're, where you're, highlighting, you're highlighting a lot of like what makes internal comms very interesting in today's world, right? And you, you yeah. had a very similar experience too, where, you know, we built that company with, um, you know, in, we started the company about 2012, you know, so we're building a culture in 2012, which is vastly different than it is today, uh, considering the change in the world two years ago. And, um, and I think that if, if you were doing anything, um, you know, exceptionally well before the pandemic and this kind of like hybrid and remote first world, um, it doesn't translate today necessarily. Uh, And even in a hybrid nature, uh, I was just talking to a company that said they went from, you know, about 5% in remote and hybrid work to 25% uh, over the last two years, just organically, you know, hiring and backfilling and um, that's a vastly d- different company today. So um, what's great about that, though, is that, you know, for a company like Workshop, you know, we're focused on how uh, the future of work looks, you know, and, and I think that um, digital communication, as you described it, which is kind of how we describe it, uh, is is something that you kind of had to do before. You use Slack a little bit. But if you were all in office, you were using all hands or a lot of organic conversations. There's so much stuff that's happening that's just easier to walk over to someone's desk. Now, uh, I like to use the word intentionality. Uh, you have to be far more intentional about how uh, you're sending out messages, what channels you're using for certain types of messages. And, um, and I think that if, if, again, if you weren't focused on this two years ago, all of a sudden this became the, the most important topic in you know, March, April 2020 uh, for almost every organization in the world because they had to figure it out very quickly. 
you also just mentioned, you know, what do you, how do you handle all these different channels and apps and tools that your, your employees are, are using? Um, and, and honestly, that's what, that's what we're focused on figuring out with workshops. So uh, we actually are a tool for internal communications leaders. You know, a lot of, a lot of companies didn't have that title. Uh, a few years ago. Um, and the ones that did, I would say, were probably a little bit more advanced than most organizations back then. Um, now it's pretty rare for a company of 200 uh, employees or, or larger to not have uh, some function internally that's focused explicitly on disseminating information and aligning teams through comms. Um, so what we're building is a platform that actually allows them to use all those channels that you mentioned in the most effective way, send messages and measure the, the, the content. So uh, maybe one one area to kind of like dig into a little bit uh, is uh, another thing that we talk a lot about at workshop is just all channels aren't the same, right? Uh, it's it's you know I encourage internal comms leaders or you know CEOs or um, you know even HR professionals to think a lot more like marketers. It's actually why we call our platform an internal marketing platform uh, because if you're in a marketing mindset, you're thinking about what type of content in what specific channel is the most effective. Uh, you know, piece of information for your team. So, um, so what I'm what I'm describing is, you know, does I, you mentioned video? I love video. Uh, by the way, for an, for a remote team, it might be the most human form of communication. So, highly encourage it. Um, but it's it's easy it's easier to to not be misunderstood in many exactly. cases because exactly right. um, while okay, having written three books. Um, yep. I've learned a lot about the written word and the way it can be received. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of lax, lax, you know, there's a lax nature of, of, of and the way it's interpreted. And for us, because 99% of our employees are in the Philippines, I also have to, they all speak English. Like that's a, a prerequisite to work at full scale, but I also, sure. some of that and, and, and having worked with people worldwide for man, 13 years now, um, yeah. you know, the, some of it is you talk about the intent and the delivery. Um, yeah. I have a wider, broader vocabulary than probably most people that, that speak English as a second language or use two languages regularly. So some of, uh, some of the way that you word things and, and then your approach pattern. Now I, I want to actually, take your marketing, uh, outlook and say it's, I, I look at more as a sales thing because yeah. whether you, whether you consider yourself a salesperson or not, and so many people don't, you are, cause you have to sell ideas. You have to sell change. You have to yep. sell all of it. And with that, I also do something that I refer to as fact shaping. Now, fact shaping is about taking the truth but shaping it in the best way possible. So it's like the marketing play. It's like there, there are literally an infinite number of ways that you can say pretty much anything, yep. which means that some ways have to be way better than others. So, and, exactly. and, so Rick, a good example is the different, it's, it's word choice. So if I tell you something is cheap, you think, oh man, it's brittle, it's breakable, it's not expensive, it's disposable. If I tell you it's affordable, that's exactly yep, right. Then you've then then now now okay, there's some value here, or maybe this is a good deal. And now theoretically, you can use cheap or affordable interchangeably, it, yeah. it, it, very interchangeably. So there's a, there's an approach to doing that, and and that's intent. That yep. is your intent. That's like having intention 
about what you're doing and and who you want to hear it and how and whatever. Now, well, you know, wonder, so if, if you could, if you go to useworkshop.com, and once again, there's a link for that. And while I'm soliciting things, today's episode yes, of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io. I got to do that or I get in trouble. Uh, my internal <laughs> communications, my, our internal communications will not will not be positive or That's favorable right. if I forget to Fullscale.io. There you go. All right, I've made that command. But it says, you know, at useworkshop.com, make every internal email a great experience. I love that. I love that because... Keep in mind, as a business owner and an employee, your realities are very different, right? Mm -hmm. And no one, your employees are never going to care about your business as much as you do. So get over that fact. And then you need to make it a good experience for them to come to work and, and create value, fun, you know, like a, a sense of worth. And then really, and the, the thing that we, at full scale that we've always been, um, that we've always been very, very, very attentive to is purpose-driven. Because yeah. inherently, our people are always remote. Unless your business is in the Philippines and you're employing our people, which you're not, then they're remote by nature. So they always have been. And that also creates the communication can be different because these are people. These are contributing members of your team. I mentioned to you before we hit record that uh, your former company, Flywheel, was such a great company for us to work with because you treated our people so well. Which is yep. really important to us because that's our biggest asset. So, yep. you know, that yep. intent and purpose driven feel like you can't make people feel like a cog in a machine. Like, so the way you present that and the way that you, you know, create purpose driven and honestly, the best way we do it is to encourage our team to be obsessed with our clients success, not yes. our yes. success, our client yes. success. And, and, and it's really pays a lot of dividends. Yeah, you're, you're, you're nailing a lot of like what makes me excited about this, this new company and journey with Workshop is that I think that um, a lot of companies, the amount of money and time and investments into, you know, what I describe as external marketing uh, compared to how much time and intent and effort they put into inspiring their internal teams is dramatically different typically. Um, and of course, like we could sit here all day and talk about why great cultures drive great results. But for me, it's, it's more about how do you, how do you, you know, wake up and you realize, yes, you're right, that your employees will never care as much about your business as you do as a, as an owner or a co-founder of a company. Um, but, uh, but I do think that you can inspire them to care deeply about your mission, uh, your values, to understand why you actually exist and put it in terms that like each segment of your organization can see themselves in that mission statement. So one thing that we see a lot is like, um, is something that I think that listeners can think about their own organization is like, where are you at on this, this internal communications journey? Um, and how, how, how engaged are your teams with the, the content that you're pushing out and, and you know, how aligned are they? Um, we see a lot of organizations that are a lot of, you know, they're top down. Um, they're kind of like one message fits all, you know, and, and, um, and, and that it works doesn't. for a while, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, you get 20 employees. But, but does, it, does it, does yeah. it, does it work though? I mean, it, it might doesn't. feel like it does, but but I don't think it works at all unless you have like you mentioned a ten person or any person number of companies, unless they are like the exact personality type and live in the exact yep. similar reality. Yep. So I so I always say like if you're doing that today, then just simply add the word intentionality to the front and start thinking a little bit more critically about even in a twenty person organization. Um, what does each segment or each individual care most about and how can I communicate in a way that inspires them? Um, it gets more challenging at, at scale. You have 200 employees, you have multiple departments, you have teams within departments, you have layers in the organization now. 
Um, and segmentation becomes super important. And you have to start thinking about if I'm going to align teams, what generally speaking does, uh, you know, our finance organization care about compared to our product organization? What inspires those teams to, uh, to really attack these goals? Um, and, and what we see with, with a lot of companies is they struggle with that transition where um, they, they've been doing a lot of like one size fits all communication. And I think a question that we should all be asking is, you know, how do we break this up into smaller chunks, cascade it down effectively? Um, and realize that the message that you just talked at all hands to 200, 500 employees, um, it works great, but at some point it's so watered down <laughs> that it's it's not going to inspire anyone to like uh, work harder for the customer or chase that goal. Uh, what you have to do is actually break it down and say, as a product organization, um, how do I align with that? How do I, how does my like work affect that goal? Um, you know, and and how can I see myself in the the success of the organization? Um, so. Uh, one thing that we focus on with our, our product is like segmentation and understanding how engaged these teams are um, as the cascades down. Um, so a question that I would just ask listeners to think about is on this journey, you know, are you being intentional about the top down stuff? Um, are you hitting a wall where your stuff is a little bit too watered down as far as content is concerned and you need to start segmenting and how are we cascading that information? And then I think the best organizations eventually get to this um, state of employee-led <laughs> communications, which um, which really only happens when you have uh, what I would describe a culture of, of communications and an autonomy to support that, um, where you have leaders or employee resource groups um, deep in the organization, understanding the value of storytelling uh, and inspiring uh, teams around their smaller mission, um, right? And I see companies that do that as the most highly engaged, highly aligned organizations because every individual in the company understands that the people around them need to care about work more than externally like customers and prospects. Because if we all agree on what we're trying to do, uh, customers win, right? Um, we, we end up uh, building better products, uh, communicating more effectively with them, um, but it really starts internally. And that's kind of what we're trying to solve for is this transition from, you, you call it sales, which I agree, uh, being very focused on external sales and marketing, you know, and, and saying, actually, if we take a lot of those principles um, and realize that we're doing the same for organizations internally, um, we can build better companies, better products, drive better results by having better aligned teams that way. There's, there's a key component to, that I think it, when missing to everything you said, bullseye, However, there's, I've, I've, in my own experience, there's one, there's one little twist in that, that if it's missing, reduces the effectiveness of your delivery, all of it. Uh, a lot of people, so the world's most popular radio station is WIIFM, call, call signals, what's in it for me. Some people will refer to that yep. as WIFM. You'll even hear that. And that's the artful part of this kind of communication because um, really, and, and I joke that that's what the world's most popular radio station, because everyone, you are, as a listener, you are dialed into what's in it for me. What's in it for you right now on this show? Us giving you tips, advice, input based on our experience. That's why you're listening. If we don't, if we don't provide that, then the value proposition of what we're doing here just turns into two dudes talking about something that no one gives a shit about. Now, right. the, the WIFM part of it is, is tricky sometimes because you, like I said, you, I, I really just want to encourage anyone listening to always consider 
that's really what people listen to. And, you know, another thing too is, is, and this is where it gets kind of tricky. So I mentioned earlier, I've written a couple of books. One of them is called Balance Me. It's a realist guide to a successful life. And so much of where people run into problems in their life is related to communication. And that communication is absolutely influenced by your personality style compared to the person that you're speaking to. So me, I'm like a highly driven, I'm a type D or driven or dominant personality. My wife is on the other end of the graph and she is uh, conscientious and compassionate. She's a great listener, which by the way, is the only personality type that can be in a relationship with me without going nuts. Um, <laughs> but with that, her delivery and what the way I say things to her, the way I sell my message or market it, has to be different. Like, so like her personality type cares about the steps. I usually don't. I'm like, what's the result? Give me the bottom line. And I, and I'm fast and abrupt and like, and I literally have to stop myself and think about that when communicating with employees. And that's whether it's face to face on a zoom call on a video or any of it. So, you know, give some consideration to that. And there's a lot of info out there. It's mainly like, if you want to be super simplistic about it, if you're type A, you have to have a different approach to type B or the other way around and knowing and being able to shape your message. It, it, look, it's your job to shape your message in the way that it's best received, not the other person's job to decipher it. And, and that's where it breaks down. That's where like the interpretation of it just yeah. feels different. And, and it's really, really easy if you're a type A person to blow away the type B people because you just, and uh, the other way around I'm, too. So I'm probably more yeah. than that. I think I'm probably more in that category too. So I'm very, very aware. I talk more than I listen and I probably should do better at that. And I, uh, it, what's, what's hard about that in a company though, is, is a lot of those types of conversations when you get at the deep personal level are done, you know, in one-on-ones or with managers. Um, and, and it is a little bit disconnected from kind of like, you know, I would say global or uh, large score company, large scale company alignment, right? Um, because what, what we've seen over the years, you know, Flywheel was a, um, a company that had incredibly high engagement scores, right? Um, we focused, uh, I, I'm not, you, you mentioned my, me being humble about a Flywheel. One thing that I'm, I'm not humble about when I'm speaking about Flywheel is that I believe, you know, it was the best place to work in Omaha in the Midwest, maybe the, the country, uh, because we spent so much effort on building a great, uh, great culture. And um, in our engagement surveys, and the results uh, kind of, definitely represented that culture. But one thing that we always saw was that, you know, no matter how good we were across the entire spectrum of these themes inside of engagement surveys, communication was always the lowest. And it would be things like, I don't quite understand um, why we're doing X, Y, Z, or, or, or I don't understand how my work is rolling up to, you know, uh, the broader goals of the company. Um, I don't see myself in that work, you know, and those are things that, you know, as an organization, you can affect outside of one-on-ones, because I think that uh, at some point when you have a thousand employees, you're a large scale organization, um, it gets really hard for a leadership team um, to have that like one-on-one personal connection. So one thing that uh, another thing that we see a lot of companies kind of struggle with is um, you have, everybody has, 
you know, what's in it for me? Uh, everybody has like their own goals, right? Uh, they have their own projects they're working on across the organization. A lot of them are rolling up in certain ways to the top level goals of the company. But uh, take a company newsletter as an example. You know, we, we always describe that as like the uh, the website uh, to marketing is the newsletter to internal comms. Like if you're doing nothing else, you should have a really effective, good newsletter to inform people what your company's doing every week and really bubble up the most important topics. The problem with that, though, is that in large companies, um, they they tend to... They tend to just put too much stuff in it, right? Um, and, you know, I think that uh, one one other uh, TLDR, that, baby, TLDR. Exactly. Like it, it, too it, long, it, didn't read. If <laughs> nothing else, you know, your your employees should be able to walk away uh, each week and be able to say what is the most important thing, or two or three things at most that the company is focused on this week or this month or this quarter. Um, and if they can't recite those things. Uh, and you're mostly disseminating that information, disseminating that information through, um, you know, email because you're you're remote and hybrid. Um, then simplify the message. It's that it's really that simple. And, and unfortunately, that does mean that um, some pockets of the organization might feel like their work isn't uh, important because they're like, I need my information in that newsletter. Um, what that means actually is that you need to uh, work with them to understand how their work actually does roll up to that, so they can see themselves in the top goals. Um, but at, at, you know, base case, if you're trying to kind of improve internal comms, certainly in a hybrid uh, way, um, I would cut half of the content immediately, uh, focus on two or three things, test your organization in pulse surveys or in one-on-ones about what's most important and see how aligned your organization is. And if, and if you're seeing that it's not quite aligned, then simplify further um, so that you can really ensure that alignment actually from the top goals or, or, you know, mission, uh, at least that is there. And then, and then you can help managers in one-on-ones separately. As I approached my 47th birthday this summer, <laughs> I uh, openly admit that I, um, I have developed a newfound respect and use of brevity. Yes. Uh, part of the fact shaping mission is to simplify it. And I want to, I have a simple test that, I mean, I, I, this is kind of my own thing, but I call it the flashcard test. So whether it's the home, like the homepage of your website, an email, uh, whatever it is, you, you know, if I, Rick, if I give you a flashcard, I'll show it to you and you have like three, four or five seconds and then I take it away. And the thing is, is like, show it, look at it, like literally do that for three seconds or uh, another good part, another good flashcard test is the scrolling like on phones you know, like scroll past it. And, and here's the thing. So like on your website, would someone that saw your website for three seconds afterward, be able to define what your company does and like, and you're, you're killing it. Like, I mean, you literally make every internal email a great experience. That's what you do. Okay. Like with full scale, build it, build a, build a software team quickly and affordably. Like, and there's nothing, there's no, there's no noise or anything around it. It's not a bulleted list. It's like, this is our message. This is what we do now. Look, this stuff is important for your employees too. I am overwhelmingly shocked on so many days when I talk to people that I know just in life and I'm like, well, what do your, what does your company do? Or where do you work? Or, you know, what, yeah. like, what do you do? And like, and dude, they, they, it's like, you know, first off five minutes later, I quit listening four and a half minutes ago. Um, and, and they can't tell me, you know, and that's, totally. and that's a, that's because the, the message is watered down. It's not direct. It's not, it's not, there's no intent yep. with it. 
And, you know, that's it. So like, I mean, it, I also, well, like you talk about, okay, what does full scale specialize in? We use an acronym rare recruiting, assessing, retaining, employing, not, not any other words. Like those are intentionally one word and, yeah. and that's it. And, and, and don't bury it. Cause yeah. you know, for me, like I'm, so I'm an ADD person admitted and I wouldn't give it back. But I will look at your big block of text and just immediately it just, it, it freaks my mind, you know, like I don't even want to read it. I'm like, "Eh." this is why, this is why I love, you know, thinking about uh, internal comms as a marketing challenge, you know, and I think that again, um, if you were working internal comms 10, 15 years ago, uh, it was probably something that was kind of dumped on your plate because you work in HR or in the people departments. Um, now organizations are hiring marketers to do this work, right? They're, they're content experts. They're writing really great, succinct information. And the funny thing about our website that you bring up, and this is just starting another company after, you know, growing one pretty quickly and having lots of resources, you know, we, the amount of effort it takes to write that headline, like that, that headline is, is six months in the making. I mean, uh, we've done nothing but simplify our marketing language um, to get down to the heart of what we actually do and what, uh, frankly, what makes you know prospects or people that we're trying to onboard as customers let their ears perk up when we talk about it. You know, you you really can only learn those things over time when you're when you're marketing your organization. Um, but I think internally it, it operates in the same exact way. And I was actually going to bring up our website because I am I am proud of it now at this point because. I do think the flashcard test, it would, it would, it would pass, you know, I mean, you get three seconds to look at it and you'd have a, a really good idea of what we can do to help your company. Um, and, and I think that internally it's, it's as challenging, if not more, because uh, you have hundreds, thousands of people with their own goals uh, trying to communicate. And, uh, and, and that's a, that's a tough thing to kind of simplify, but I think that if nothing else, that's another area to kind of like focus effort is, uh, like I said, there's a, there's a th- subtle thing on your site too. Like, so it says make every internal email a great experience. And then internal email is blue as opposed yeah. to black. Now, now look, that really stands out. Cause I look at that. I'm like, like literally when I opened your site, Oh, okay. So th- they have solutions for internal emails. Right. Yeah. So, you know, so you, know, you gotta be careful with that. Cause your, your message shouldn't look like a, like a bag of Skittles either. But yeah, I do go. that a lot too, man. Like I, I do a lot of, I do a lot of like, you know, highlighting just a couple words yeah, or yeah, italics yeah. or, or different things. If I have to write longer correspondence, cause I want to make sure that, that the actionable side of things sticks out. Now you, you talk about uh, the headline six months in the making. Um, I, I want to challenge Rick and everyone listening. Uh, go try to write your own bio as if it were going to be describe you and the book about yourself. Um, oh, man. Dude, that's like a hundred years in the making. I literally had, uh, had the most difficult time. Uh, my, in fact, my editor who Patrick price, go to ask a book Patrick's awesome. But yeah, he wrote, he wrote it for me. Cause like I literally <laughs> could write 225 pages and I was really struggling. It, it was I, weird. I believe that's just weird. I, I so, get, yeah. It's just, you know, even in, Things like this, where like I get people get asked, like, "Hey, can you write your bio for this website or something?" I I struggle with that, and I uh, every single time it's it's nearly impossible. Uh, so I I can I can definitely relate to that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that generally speaking, though, you know, a couple a couple highlights throughout this this conversation is 
you know, intentionality matters, the simplification matters. Um, and, and really at the end of the day, like aligning teams requires those things. Um, uh, and, and the other thing that is interesting to me about, you know, starting this company uh, again, is if you, if you take that headline off of our website, <laughs> go, uh, anybody that wants to go look at it six months ago, or actually a year ago, uh, it's, it's, it's funny to watch the progression of simplification because when we, when we started workshop, um, you know, I started it with a mission statement and that mission statement is to help, um, <clears throat> provide happy Mondays to employees everywhere. Uh, I think you do that through effective communication. Um, and, uh, so we knew we were going to try to help with communication. We didn't really know what the exact problem set would be inside of that. We've evolved our product pretty dramatically. Um, but because of that, uh, again, um, every single month you hone in this, this, uh, this message and internal comms leaders should be doing the exact same thing as it relates to why the company, uh, is why all these people in this company are getting up in the morning and going to work, you know, um, what's that mission? What's that story? How do you inspire them? No different than marketing. You know, there's one other thing from, uh, because I, I, I openly admit that I'm a salesperson. Um, you know, like that's, that's, uh, one Love of my that. superpowers actually. But one of the things that I advise a lot, in fact, I actually published, a, I did a, a reel on Instagram and Facebook that got thousands of views on this, uh, but, um, rookie, rookie salespeople or people that aren't good at messaging and delivering communication, focus on the features of whatever it is. Now, look, this applies to internal communication. People don't care about the features. They care about the benefits said pe features provide. Um, I, and I'll give you an example. I went through this evolution because, you know, I'm also the founder of Gigabook and you use it to schedule to be on the show. And at first I was like, man, people love efficiency and automation. No, they don't. They want to have their life back. You're selling peace of mind. If you can sell peace of mind, you have an unlimited addressable market and a price that you can name because mm -hmm. that's really, that's the whiff them. What's in it for me? What's in it for you is that it, like in Gigabook's case, so like, so we actually uh, created a tagline. It's unchain yourself from your business. No, that's great. Yeah. As we talk to people, pe you know, people like, especially like the sole proprietor mm -hmm. type, they, they were just like up all night. There were, it was a mess. It was a mess. Kind of like yep. you talk about internal communication, like text messages, emails, different calendars, all this, all that. All they wanted was a little peace of mind. So, you know, remember that if you can, if that part of your message is, is what is really conveyed and received, that is the most welcome thing. And, and, and internal communication. So you look at like two years of turbulence, Oh man, I, I mean, I literally had to, I felt at one point at the pandemic. So I was in the Philippines in March of 2020 when COVID really hit. And I actually was supposed wow. to leave on the 14th. I ended up staying for six more days because I didn't feel like I could just, I didn't want to just be like, Hey, let's all band together and then jump on a jet plane and go home. You know? Nope. So like totally. you talk about like this communication and I felt like I was, you know, the uncertain times, 
um, are the times when the best leaders show why they're the best leaders. And it's the communication and the peace of mind. And, you know, you have to, as you, if you, if you want to build a big company and you want to be an effective leader, not unlike the better.com guy who fired 900 people on a zoom call, you yeah. know, like if you want to be received well, you need to, you need to be able to know when you have to put the burden on your shoulders as well as when you need to take it off and give that credit back to everyone else. Now, here's the thing. I don't care how big your company is without the people that work there. You're just someone looking for something to do. So exactly. it's the people at your company that make it happen. You, you are privileged that they show up and help you make your dreams come true. So you got to take that mentality with it. And, and, and like, and also with the peace of mind. And it's like, I literally stood in front of my company and said, I can't tell you how this is going to end up. Cause I've never done this before much like you. And, but I know one thing is, is we're going to continue to make decisions that are based on the best interest of ourselves, our family, our clients, and our company. And our goal is to get through this without imploding everything that we've worked two years to build. And, and, and I can't give you all the answers right now. Now, with that, that transparent, open approach went 100 people that made people feel a lot better as peace of mind. It's like, OK, so the dude that I'm looking to for leadership is saying, hey, look, we got to figure this out together. I don't have all the answers. And that's OK sometimes, too. You know, it's just just the way it goes. Now, what is also OK, Rick, is a quick reminder that today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io. Now, I like to end my episodes of the show with what I call the Founders Freestyle. I say my episodes because I'm not the only host of the show. Uh, my often co-host and co-founder at Startup Hustle and Fullscale, Matt Watson, has his own weekly show that is coming out in March. Uh, he and I are going to continue to do our weekly bit together and tune in with Lauren Conaway, the founder of Innovate Her. They just got their 5,000th member. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, Lauren's got a weekly spot. And so does Andrew Morgans, our resident expert on e-commerce and Amazon brand acceleration. He's the CEO of Marknology. Now I mentioned the founders freestyle, Rick, you know, here we are. I, I could probably continue this conversation for about two more hours. Um, you know, cause there's just like, it's like, hold my beer. Where do we start? Cause this was, I think we really had some good stuff here. Like I said, we're kind of a surface level of uh, understanding of it. Cause there's so many things you can go with, but you know, on our way out of this episode, what are, what, is there anything that you wanted to bring up or some key points that we need to, we need to tap on again before we end the show? No, I, I, uh, I think you're right. We could, we could talk for days and I certainly can. Uh, about this topic, but I, I think that um, at the surface level, kind of where we're at with, with this episode, I, I would just ask everyone who is you know growing a company, scaling an organization, um, to ask themselves how intentional are they being. That's the base the base case for me is is if you can if you could just be slightly more intentional, your internal comms will land better. Um, and then if you're if you're now in this world where you're living in a hybrid. Uh, remote kind of uh, world, which most of us are still, um, you know, are you even measuring uh, anything to understand how engaged your teams are with all the messages you're sending out? A lot of organizations aren't. Um, and I, and I think that, that those two things alone can, can produce pretty, pretty awesome results. And the last thing I'll say, and this is something we talked a lot about um, is you're probably spending, if you just chop up your day or your week of your entire company and ask yourselves, how much time and energy am I spending on uh, external messages versus internal content? 
I bet it's lopsided dramatically. And, and I would argue, uh, like you said, you know, you're, you're chasing your dream. The only reason you get the opportunity to do that in an organization and a company you're building is the people that are there. Uh, if they're excited to be there tomorrow and work with you, uh, you guys can chase your dreams together. You should just flip that uh, and spend more time uh, trying to inspire your teams around why their work matters. Uh, and good things tend to happen. So I imagine you're probably pretty lopsided. I've been in the past at times, but once you you flip that switch and you spend more time worrying about how to craft this message for your team, uh, good things tend to happen for that. Once again, that's Rick Knutson, the CEO and founder of Workshop. Go to useworkshop.com. There's a link in the show notes. Um, a couple of things that I wanted to follow up on. Uh, so we use the word intent, intention, intentionality, uh, definition. If you are intent on doing something, you're determined to get it done. If you have an intent, you have a motive or a purpose. So basically... Uh, intention and intent are synonyms, but with subtle difference. So intention implies a general desire or plan to accomplish something, while intent is a little stronger, indicating a firm resolve to get it done. So, um, you know, that that's uh, um, something that it's a noun and an adjective and, and many and according to vocabulary.com. So we'll it. give them a shout out. I'm not sure how vocabulary.com makes money, by the way, um, because I've got what I needed here. That's a different subject. Now, now with that, like, and they literally say the intended meaning of a communication, and that yeah. is literally their number two example here. And I think that, uh, you know, intention is, is, a is a, is a very wide and broad term. And a lot of times, if you've ever been to a yoga class, uh, the, your instructor probably calmed your mind and, and encouraged you to focus on your intent and to be your intention. And then you probably talked about gratitude and then realized how not flexible you are. Um, that's at least my experience with yoga class. I'm like, wow, this is a lot harder than just stretching. Um, but you know, I think the intent is, and you know, also like intentionality for me and the things that I mentioned, I wanted to rehash is like, do understand that people receive your message differently. Think about how you deliver it. And, and it can be as simple as like, is this, is this received well by type A and type B, meaning introverted or extroverted people? And I'm telling you, there is a huge difference between the way a message is received and what's taken away from it, from just those different personality styles. I do also want to encourage you to follow Rick's advice and think about, uh, are you having lopsided communication? Now, um, you know, every, it's so easy to say stuff and not do it. And then all of a sudden you have a 250 person company and you're like, wow. Okay. So I, I I've got to, I've got to really kind of look at this now. Look, uh, all you can do is all you can do. And if you want to build the goal, my goal as an entrepreneur is always to build something bigger than myself, which means I need more than just me. And, and if you aren't looking at the people that work at your company as the company's biggest assets, then you have a flawed view of your own enterprise. And, you know, you see people literally just not even walk or run, like, like dive straight head first off a cliff by not understanding that stuff. And then it really is a failure in communication. Um, I, I'm a fan of what you're building here. I love, you know, a couple of things as well as we didn't really talk too much about the product. You can go to useworkshop.com and check it out. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's cool that you've 
okay, yeah, good software does a lot. Of, you say it's intuitive. They have templates. They have recommendations. They'll even help you design some of it. So here's the thing is like lean on the expertise of someone else knowing and understanding. You don't have to figure it all out. Like there's a fill in the blank for this stuff, folks. So, um, you know, like that's, I think the beauty of the world of technology and the internet is you can harvest like all these things. And, you know, like, and not have to figure all of it out on your, you know, yourself. So I, I really like what you're building. Um, I'm amazed that you guys are this far along um, after a year. Um, and you clearly have a grasp on the importance of this. And, and like I said, to, for those of you listening, don't overlook it because crap communication is usually uh, prevalent in a crap company. So don't be crappy. I'm out of here, Rick. See you next time. <laughs> Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. <laughs>